around because it's five dollars. I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Everybody, I am so excited that you're with us. It's time for the joke workshop here every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. here at Mutant Radio. Uh, I'm I'm really excited that we have so many comics here that want to try out their new jokes and old jokes and red jokes and blue jokes. Uh, please remember on the joke workshop, if you're gonna feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Uh, we're doing four-minute sets with four minutes of critiques. Be honest, take notes, but be nice, you know? Like, everyone, we're all such fragile people. I mean, who didn't cry this week? Am I the only one? Cool, that sounds good. Oh, no, 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 you have to keep that up there. Oh, you have to, are you worried? You want to sit on that? No, Brad, bring up a chair. Yeah, you don't want to sit on that stool. That is not a stool, and it is dangerous. And it'll hurt people. And we have liability insurance here at Mutiny Radio. But you're also over 200 pounds. So also, your chair right there is about one millimeter from the edge of the stage. And if you could move that in a little bit, that would be great. Because we don't spend a lot on liability insurance. Uh, But yay, Joke Workshop, yay! Here we are every Monday. I'm super excited uh, to bring up your first comic. Who signed up second, but uh, that's because everyone has no balls here. This is actually a ball-free zone. Uh, Your first comedian uh, tragically lost his balls trying to jump a fence running from cops in 1989. That was before he was born. It's actually a story from his father, and it was so impressive that his own balls have stuck up into his body and have not descended yet. Put your hands together for Pete Ballmer! Oh yeah, what an intro. What an intro that is. Everyone feeling good today? Yeah. Wonderful, yeah. Um, I heard recently, I learned a thing, that uh, body language accounts for 60% of overall communication. Uh, I think that's kind of a fun thing. I want to try that with you guys. So I'm going to say a phrase, and I'm going to try out some different body languages and see if you guys can read it. So like this first one, uh, you're welcome. What body language, how was I feeling there? How was I feeling? Cool. Yeah, welcoming, happy, sure, whatever. Okay, what about this one? You're welcome. Sad, okay. All right. Okay, cool. Sad, we got that. All right. Uh, okay, now how about this? All right, I was going to do like a bird impression, but I'm not really agile enough to do that. Okay, fucking whatever. Uh, anybody here, to, can you guys like clap, just give me like two claps? That was very sad. My knees hurt more than I thought that would. Okay, probably not going to do that again. I'm going to lose some pounds. Hello. Um, 
Anybody here mom love them? Yeah. Hell yeah, perfect. Yeah. My mom loves me. Uh, and what that means is that when I was growing up, uh, she lied to me a lot. You guys know? Like, uh, when I went to summer camp, I was in fourth grade, and I still slept with a stuffed animal at night. You know, that's what boys do sometimes. And I was like, hey, Mom, do you think if I bring the stuffed animal to summer camp, the kids will make fun of me? And she was like, no, of course not. That's perfectly normal. It's not. <laughs> I got there, and I was sleeping with it, and they were like, hey, Pete, someone said there's... And they, their voices were higher pitched than that. They were like, hey, Pete, there's a thing in your bed with a hat in it. And I was like, oh, no, there's nothing in there. And I threw it away. It's kind of like... You know, bring the stuffed animal to summer camp in fourth grade. It's kind of like going to work with a Lunchable. Like, you're not going to get fired for it, but, you know, your peers are going to not like you a little bit. My mom also tried to feed me the lie that um, when girls are mean to you, that just means that they like you. Anybody else? Anybody else get that when they were a kid a little bit? Okay, I don't know. Girls were mean to me, I guess. First day, first day of fifth grade. I rolled in, and I was, you know, I was trying to crack jokes, be funny. I was very nervous around people. And so uh, we got this book in English class, and I was, like, reading the book. I'm like, oh, what do we got here? Fucking Tom, I didn't say fucking. I was like, oh, Tom Sawyer, what kind of book is this? And this girl, Natalie, who I don't like, says to me, stop trying to be cool. You're not cool. And everyone at the table laughed at me. And then I got home, and I was like, how was your first day? And I was like, well, I'm killing it with the bitches. Um, I don't know. Uh, I got my car broken into recently, which is always shitty. Um, but it sucks especially bad because I'm 23 years old. And when you're 23 and you get your car broken into, and then you tell someone who is older than you that you got your car broken into, they like to do this fun thing where they give you tips on how to avoid getting your car broken into. Like that didn't just fucking happen. You tell anyone, they turn into like your Midwestern aunt. They're like, well, did you leave a bag in the back seat? Did you park it in a bad neighborhood? Sorry, sweetie, it's just going to happen. Fuck is that? I can learn a lesson. Yeah, there's a bag in the back seat. It's not there anymore. Don't worry about it. It's also not something that somebody will do for any other crime that will happen to you. Like, it's not like if I got my house burned down, anybody's going to come up to me and be like, well, did you build it out of wood? Did you put it in a neighborhood with a lot of arsonists? Sorry. Took my car into uh, an auto glass shop in San Francisco. And they, uh, they, they, they had a very different reaction. Auto glass shops in San Francisco are kind of like the uh, narcotics FBI unit in Miami, you know? Like, they've seen it all, they know it all, and they are impressed by nothing that you have to show to them. I walked into my car with my broken window. I'm like, oh, well, you, as you can see, the window here is broken. I don't know how it happened. He's like, oh, we got an 18 by 20 tempered glass here, huh? It seems like the glass was made in Indonesia. You can't count on those. Looks like the head was broken in by a hammer, you know, made by New Hammer Safety in 2008. This happened about 2 or 3 a.m., and uh, yeah, your car is very broken. I'm like, oh, well, that's so cool you got that. When could you have it done? They're like, we'll have it done in 30 minutes, but it's going to cost $5,000, and I'm going to put my finger in your asshole. And I was like, oh, what? Don't do that. And he was like, yeah, welcome to San Francisco. I'll see you in a month. All right, I don't know. Cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Yay, Pete Palmer. Yay. Um, it's so cute that your name is so similar to Pete Palmer. Like as if you'd bomb, but uh, no, not, not oh, tonight. Oh, yeah, oh, that's not a fun. Is this person. on? Ooh, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. When you're like uh, talking about the uh, house fire, yeah, you're like, did you make it out of wood? Did you build it in Santa Rosa? Ooh. <laughs> oh, uh, topical. Yeah, topical. I could do that. That would be a really mean joke, but I think it'd be funny. Yeah, no, I could do that. Yeah. Hot takes. No, oh, yeah, that did happen. It definitely happened. A lot of people died too. <laughs> 
Yeah. I had a thing about you started doing your first big act out, and I was like, "Where's your shoe?" <laughs> Just because you have that other thing where you're like, oh, "Give yeah, me a shoe!" Right. Like I'm trying to interact with the audience. I just feel like you're doing, and and, and I applaud that you're trying to do these big act outs with the audience. Yeah, like, I appreciate and it. And being really physical on stage and getting on the chair and doing weird shit. Like that's, I mean, but it seems like you're choosing, and, and it's just a thing, we could have a conversation about act outs versus gimmicks and if they're the same thing or they're not or if they're helpful or not. I feel like I feel like you're a large man and when you make, right now. Yeah. well no, but if you're a large man and you're on a tiny chair, that's very funny. Yeah. So I appreciate your I appreciate you going into a new realm that I haven't seen other people do, which is like act outs and gimmicks. Like with the shoe, you had the shoe joke. Yeah, I'm not doing the shoe joke No, anymore. no, no, because it's hard because you're taking something that's sweaty and weird off a person and then trying to deal with it. It's, it's a lot to ask shoes. of the audience. Yeah. But like, this is a better direction. This is like, you interacted with us and then you did all these different sort of act outs. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I think I just have to, I might try that again, but I just have to get my bird impersonation a lot more down and be like, I'm a Eurasian sparrowhawk. That's my mood. Right, but, right, right. Ah, ah! Yeah, but I was not prepared physically or mentally to do that. Today, no, but so. you're, you're a big man jumping on a tiny chair and that's funny. Big uh, man a in stool, a little yeah. coat. Yeah, but never do that on that blue stool because you will die. Oh, I it saw that and I was like, I can't. It, it would be really funny when it fell apart. Yeah, but not for you probably. You wouldn't like that. Well, no, not for you either because, well, no, you're still in hurt. your 20s. You, you, you're, you're a bouncy little baby. Like, sure, you won't hurt yeah. yourself. You won't, like, pop an ACL. No, like, if I got on top of that and it broke, I'd be like, oh, my collarbone is broken. Yeah, I would just be like, oh, this is fine. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little 20-year-old guy. 22-year-old yeah. guy. Perfect. Three? Don't have any balls or anything. Perfect. Sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean it in a minute. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's true. Anyone else want to? Oh, he does. Yeah. I, I was going to, I think you might have gotten to it, but I was going to ask where you were going with a bird impression because I thought that had, like, potential, but then you were like, no, never mind. Yeah. I, I need to, like, I, I kind of, like, thought of that today during, I mean, just... Because I do the thing where I was like, oh, what my, what's my mood? Um, and then, like, do the thing. And I kind of didn't know how it would go over in general, so I'm just fucking around. But, like, do, like, a bird impression and, like, do a good bird impression. I think that would be kind of a fun thing in general. Be like, what's yeah. my mood? Be like, Eurasian sparrow hawk. I don't know. I don't know. We're just trying things out. Well, but practice, I think practice. That could be funny. I don't know. Yeah, practice some bird calls. Whatever that means. Cool. Any other comments? Hey, uh, before we clap for him, don't forget to put all your stuff back, Pete. Yeah, yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, cool. I'll collect everything. And I put the awesome. $5 in the jar. Thing. Oh, so. you're so great. Yay! Yeah. Keep cool. this place alive. I love it. Sweet. Everybody put your hands together wildly for Pete Palmer. Pete, 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 Pete. Pete is so special, super. I've been trying to figure out what nice things, nice things to do for people who um, donate on the GoFundMe. He was one of the first people, and he was like super generous. I was like, oh my God, you make money? Wow. No, it's great. So thank you, Pete Palmer, for donating to Mutiny Radio. I really appreciate it. And uh, anytime you ever want to be bumped, just let me know, and I'll put you on another Pantastics because all I can give you is stage time and weed food. That's all I got. That's it. I got, I got marijuana and stage time trying to make this thing work. Your next comedian, I don't know him. It's exciting that it's he's here. Everybody clap wildly for Nick Hulk. Thank you. Um, do you have Venmo by any chance? I didn't know you. We we PayPal. We PayPal. 
But yeah. I'll, we'll talk about it later. Got it. Cool. Well, thanks for having me. My name's Nick. Um, the other weekend, I guess it was Beta Breakers, I had a new experience. Um, someone put their finger in my butt, which had never happened before. Yeah, thank you. I think that's applause worthy. Um, to elaborate, I wasn't one of the like naked runners and someone gave me a thumbs up that went horribly wrong. It was, uh, I was having sex with a lady and uh, also thank you. And uh, we had just finished, uh, well, I finished, I don't know if she did, unfortunately, I can't speak for her. That might be why she put a finger in my butt. She wasn't satisfied with the way things were going. Um, but so I was laying down on my back, kind of in a very standard, like, guy, I just finished pose. And she was over here. And she kind of sort of came in this way, which I feel like is a very odd way to approach the whole... It's an odd angle to go for, you know? Kind of coming in from the back. Like she was going to chlor chloroform my butt, in a way. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know, and then she went in there, and it was fine. Um, but her nails were a little longer than I think they should have been to do something like that. And, and then out of nowhere, she turned. And you don't need to turn. You never need to go at a right angle, like you're going to slice my sphincter. You just stay, stay parallel, stay straight. And so that kind of shocked me up. And that's basically where it ended. So overall, you know, 50-50 experience. wasn't amazing wasn't uh, wasn't horrific, but I probably won't be running back anytime soon. Um, let's see what else. I went to Coachella a long time ago, like four or five years ago. Anyone here been to Coachella before? There we go. Excellent. For those who haven't been, it's it's a place where rich white kids take Instagram pictures mostly. I think there's some music as well, but that's mostly what goes on there. I guess I say rich white kid like I'm not a rich white kid. I am from Pleasanton. If anyone, do you know Pleasanton? I grew up in Danville. Oh, nice. So Pleasanton's in the East Bay, about an hour and a half away. It's very rich, very white. Um, I am, so yeah, I'm definitely a rich white kid. I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm on a global standard, I'm rich, but I'm Pleasanton poor. And Pleasanton poor is like, I've just got a one-story house. There's no pool. My family only has one jet ski instead of the two. And it's tough, you know, growing up in a one-jet ski home over in Pleasanton. Um, let me think. But yes, at uh, when I went to Coachella, um, if anyone who's been, there are multiple different tents, right? You've got, for each type of style of music, there's like the... Sahara tent, there's the, I don't know, there's kind of the unsi unsi rave bunny tent. I don't know if you remember the name. But there's all these little tents that everyone goes to. I didn't make it to any of those. I spent my entire time in the medical tent. Very different tent, very different place. Um, some great sets in there. Avicii, actually Avicii, I guess is not a good time for him. He's gone. But yeah, it's a very dark place to end up. And the way I got there was that... I was trying to sneak Molly into the festival. And I thought I had a very smart idea. Hollow out a piece of an apple, put the Molly inside. But it was like Molly for the whole day. It was a lot. And then cover it up with the sticker. I thought it was brilliant. And then I got up to the front and they're like, you need to toss that out. 
And so my choice was to eat all of it at once for the whole day or toss it. I went with the eating method, and that is the last memory I have of that day. The next thing, see, it was bright when that happened. It was daytime. And then the next memory I have is just like a flash. It's nighttime, and I'm in a golf cart. I'm like, cool, I guess. And then the next one is just like when you wake up and you're on your back. It's like in that hospital room type thing. You've got people all over you. And that was it. And then you just sit up. And then once you're alive, they don't really care. They just go help everyone else. All the other like blacked out little rave kids. And uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't really have anywhere to go with that story. That's about where that one ends. I have a picture of my face afterwards, but I feel like I haven't figured out how to make it funny. It's kind of dark. Um, and that's basically where that ended. And that's kind of all I got. So thanks, guys. Nick, Holky, poor little rich boy. Yay. What do we have to say about our pleasant and local? We got comments. I love drug stories. I think they're a lot of fun. I can't believe you ate that much Molly. That's really impressive. I wouldn't have let it go either. I'm a Jew. Are you a Jew? Um, I'm not, although people think I'm Jewish well, a lot of the time. Well, you, like, you might have a tag there and there that you're not a, you look Jewy, but you're not a Jew, but you still ate all of the ecstasy. Yeah. I wouldn't have let it go. No, it's, you know, I no say, way. you just reminded me of a part I should bring up next time that relates to that. Right, I, yeah. I was the one in charge of divvying it up. Oh. And because, like, I'm very stingy, you know, making sure I get all of it for me. Anyway. Sure, playing all the stereotypes is perfect. Yeah. Looking Jewy, not being Jewy, yeah. eating it all for himself, and then hospital trip. Uh, fun times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other other comments? I I mean, I love drug stories, but they're hard. They're like dreams, you know? Like, when you tell a dream story, it's like, ah, we all dream. Or like, oh, I was on DMT too, or whatever. But other co- no one else has anything to say for Nick. Uh, a lot of your premises have a lot of potential. Like a lot of that was just funny, just because of like it happened, it's like the, the the taking too many drugs and the finger in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you know about if you've studied like uh, phrasing and how to put the funniest part like at the end of the sentence. I think that could have right. all been a lot punchier if it was just more tightly written because you went in good order and it was easy to follow and it was like that's funny, that's funny. Right. But sometimes you kind of gave it away. A little bit. Give away like where like, it was the punch. Like where you going. where you got uncomfortable was like in the middle of a sentence instead at the end instead right. of at the end. Okay. And it's you know it's like a little sharper if it's the last thing you say. Right. So yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But I think it's the, some pretty rich premises. Cool. Thank you. Sure. Appreciate it. Alrighty. Any other comments? All right, everybody, put your hands together for Nick Holke. <laughs> I hope I was pronouncing that right. Hulk, Hulky, Hulky. I did. I did it right. Yay! I did it right. Yay! Uh, hey, everybody! Don't forget, there's that little jar up front that keeps us open and helps me not have a nervous breakdown every weekend. Yay! I hate crying on Sunday. Yay! Although it has been, um, I recently, um, I'll just share this with you guys really quickly. That I got my dream job. Um, I now work at my favorite bar in the entire universe. Oh, yeah, I work at Bender's. Ha ha. Yeah, I get half price on all my drinks now. What? <laughs> Sorry. This is a dream. This is a dream come true. This is 10 years living in the city, and I finally work at a bar. I feel like I'm finally in. 
I don't know if you guys, you don't, you clearly don't live in the city I live in, but I work at a bar. <laughs> Your next comedian. Uh, he does open mics at OMG, and it's very exciting, and he's a very funny man. Put your hands together for James Mora. Pat. Very, very poofy little mouth guard, mic guard here. This is nice. Pam, are you just going to be like super hammered every happy hour now? Every or? I had two IPAs. I'm not hammered. I just didn't eat yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, okay. And they traded, and you, and and instead, anyway, I have a lot of questions. Um, all right, guys, I'm half German, half black, uh, which sucks. I hate it because uh, every time I want to talk about oppression, which is always, I can just feel all the Jews in the room side eyeing me, like this dude's gonna talk shit. Um, this one Jewish kid used to bully me growing up. He used to call me Negro Hitler, <laughs> which was confusing, right? Because it's like, fuck you, racist. Also, I'm sorry about that Nazi business. We did a really goof on that one. Um, he had some pretty good roasts. One time he told me if Negro Hitler was in charge, the Jews would have survived because the Holocaust would have started late. And I, I couldn't say anything because that is hilarious. Say what you will about the Nazis. Those trains ran on time, didn't they, Pam? <laughs> um... I, uh, I'm pretty racially ambiguous. Uh, I know this because sometimes other races of people think that I'm like their people. Okay. The other day I got in an, uh, in an Uber Indian dude driving. I should have known someone was up. Okay. First way too chatty. The guy I get in the car. He's like, how's your day? I didn't really want to talk. I was like, it's all right. Waits a couple seconds. He goes, how was your day yesterday? I was like, <laughs> I've never, <laughs> never heard that follow up specifically. Um, I should have known someone was up when he started calling me brother, okay? He kept calling me brother. He was like, how's your day going, brother? It's like, I'm having a good day, brother. How's your how's your day going? It's like, good, man. Uh, you miss home, brother? I was like, uh, you know, George is kind of whack, so no, but um, how about you? He's like, oh, you know, I miss home, brother. He's like, hey, brother, you want some of this scone I just got from Starbucks? I was like, brother, hook it up, dude. I'm starving, all right? So I'm meeting this dude, Scone. We're having a, just a phenomenal time, and then he hits me with, uh, so what part of India are you from, Punjab? And I'm, and you know, stopped eating. I was like, oh, dude, I'm actually not Indian. I'm actually black. And suffice it to say, the energy changed in the Prius at that moment in time. It got really awkward. Um, he goes, I'm very sorry, sir. I went from brother to sir. He put both hands on the wheel. And we just didn't talk for like 20 minutes. Okay. And after 20 minutes, I was like, I got to say something. So I was like, so is that scone still in play? Is that still, <laughs> is that still allowed? Um, I live here in San Francisco. Uh, I get in some awkward situations sometimes. Uh, one of them for me is walking behind women at night, okay? And I think it's because I'm a very fast walker, okay? So if you're walking ahead of me, I will try and pass you. But up until the moment that I pass you, it just will appear that a brown guy is chasing you, okay? That's just how that's just how that works, right? Uh, so, so the other day, I was uh, chasing this white girl on Polk Street. And uh, I was really moving, okay? Because I was going to go watch game one of the NBA Finals, uh, she was walking even faster uh, because she presumably feared for her life. So, uh, so yeah, it was a very, very exciting experience for both of us. Um, you know, this proceeded for several blocks. Finally, she got caught at a red light. I was like, this is my opportunity, okay? I'm going to do my best Dale Earnhardt impression. I'm going to pass on the inside, all right? But then she looked at me with this look of sheer terror, and I was like, if I get any closer to this girl, this bitch is going to tase me, okay? So... What I did, instead of keeping, instead of walking fast, what I did is started walking really, really slow, and I let her escape. Okay? 
And that mutiny is why black people are always late to shit. Now you know. Now you... And if we show up and our eyes are red, it's because we got pepper sprayed. It's not because we smoked a blunt on the way over or anything. Um, cool, guys. Uh, do you guys remember Obama when he was like, yes, we can? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering the other day, did we ever? Did we do that? Because I remember we could. We definitely at one point could. And then he won, and I was like, let's, dude. <laughs> like, let's do this. And then... Uh, I just don't know if we got around to it. Um, and whatever it was that we could, we can't anymore, is the, f the funny thing. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, anyway, I feel like Hillary would have won if her slogan was just for real this time. But uh could just be me. Okay, that's it. James Mora! Yes! I heart your yes we can joke. I think that's ridiculously funny. Uh, I have things to say, but other people might too. So there's lots of microphones for anybody, or I'll 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 jump in. I feel like at the at the beginning where you were talking about the Jews, and then you, and then they weren't once they found out you were black or something. I felt like that was a good opportunity for you to maybe use the N word by saying um, this nigga gonna talk shit question mark because you said it go. already, but you. I mean, it was a joke where you were talking about you being black and the Jews, and I felt like that was... But that would imply that Jews say the N-word, which they exactly, don't. Exactly, which is crazy. Apparently only you do. <laughs> no, no I mean, I did an A. I did a soft A. No, Come on. Cool. I was You're trying cool, to in we're quotes. Cool. So I just thought, I was like, oh, that'd be cute if he said something like that. And, it's, and it's, it's somehow, it's weirdly cute when you do it. <laughs> it's because I was married to a black guy for... 13 years uh, so the other the, the scones thing was really cute and I glad, I'm glad you got back to it I wrote down something about scones and I was like oh we got back to it that was perfect it made me feel really good and then this was just on the outside you say the word okay a lot just, Thank you I don't for know if you noticed that or not it's no I need to, to every time to. I watch a clip of myself I'm like wow you say okay a lot okay so I do the same thing <laughs> I have my phrase words that I use that I use as fillers but that just just be aware of it. It doesn't. I mean, it. I just wrote it down because I was like, no, oh, that's I should great say feedback. Something. Thank okay. you. I'm serious. This might not be super helpful because I'm trying to remember parts of your bit where you were doing this and parts where you weren't. Uh -huh. But there were some parts where you were being expressive in a way that made the joke really like pop. Yeah. And then sometimes it felt like you were just reading a note card a little. <laughs> yeah. And um and yeah. it was I. I think the part that uh, that really felt the, the best to me was when you were talking about the scone. Okay. And I was trying to balance like listening with thinking about what I was going to say later, but it was there was there was like an emotion that you felt that you let out a lot more. Right. Do you know what I mean by that? Oh yeah, about about three quarters of the way through, I was like, I am expressing very little. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm being very boring up here. But okay, so you're yeah. aware. I am, yeah. Okay. No, but but I I know. But I it wasn't boring. Okay, so we were I just, very engaged. I just engaged. want to say I noticed I, that I noticed that that part particularly. I don't know if you remember how it. Yeah. Did, but like lock onto it, I guess. Okay, thanks. It is hard to be expressive up here, it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it, guys. Comedy in the daylight. I'm trying to get famous, Pam. Yes. I just Yay. Get famous. Okay. You'll you, yeah. I th you gotta get an. I mean, who knows how to get an agent? But just keep working until what they find. Oh, I thought you said Asian. No Asian. No, an Asian agent. They swoop down and I, they pick you up from obscurity. It's gonna be great. Okay, thanks, guys. Yay, James! Yay! James Bubble. Go to the 
OMG. It's a great room. It's a lot of fun on Tuesdays. Your next comedian, I haven't seen her in a hell of a long time. So it's great to see her back. Put your hands together for Selma Zaki. Cool. Thank you. Um, so I just signed my lease for my apartment next year. And my landlord, the first thing she said, she was like, no pets. Can't have any pets, no dogs, no cats, no reptiles, no reptiles. I was like, that's going to be really hard because I live with a bunch of snaky bitches. <laughs> I do. A lot of snakes. <laughs> a lot of snakes in my apartment. Um, <laughs> and they're bitches. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, they describe me as carefree. They say, oh, Salma's so carefree. And like at first I thought it was a compliment, but... The way I've heard people describe it, it's, like, not very nice, you know? They're like, yeah, Salma, she doesn't give a fuck about anything. She doesn't care. <laughs> she doesn't care about anything, you know? Her hair, her style, her shoes. I'm like, that's specific. Um, that got real specific real fast, you know? She's like, yeah, she just rolls out of bed, and that's it. <laughs> she just rolls out of bed. Don't know how she does. She doesn't shower. It's weird. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks for exposing me. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> um... Uh, I think that, have you guys heard that show Age Gap Love? Age Gap Love on Netflix? <laughs> Sponsored. Um, I don't know. But it's like, it's becoming more and more acceptable. Like 30 year age differences in couples. So now whenever I look at a baby, I'm like, is he the one? <laughs> you know, that's what I've been doing. I'm just, it's inappropriate the amount of times I've seen a baby and been like, that's my husband. <laughs> that's my future husband you know is it pedophilia if I'm looking for love that's all I'm asking you know is it pedophilia it is okay um, it definitely is um what else oh, okay uh I think you know technology it's evolving I think we can agree on that like I think it's changed my perception on people like um like I remember like years ago I was on a plane and I was sitting next to this girl who had earphones on and she was laughing really hard and I was like fucking schizo I was like what is she crazy you know that happens today I'm like what podcast is that what podcast is that is that Rogan who is that is that <laughs> I just want more podcasts to listen to <laughs> um I don't know um what else I uh, one time this guy came up to me the other day and he was like hey want to be friends I was like no, what? That's not, has that line ever worked to be friends? That's a weird, like, there was no other opening, you know? Like, my first thought is serial killer, right? That's my first thought. Like, and I think it's because it was this subtlety, like, it was just a weird thing to say. Like, I feel like you gotta look at the subtleties when it comes to serial killers, you know? Like, um, like one time I went on a date with this guy and he brought his dog, and I was like, what's your dog's name? And he goes, oh, he doesn't have a name. And I was like, oh, how many women have you skinned? Um, that was my follow-up, because what? Also, it was an old dog. It was not a puppy. It was a family dog, you know? Like, it barked and dust came out, you know? So I was like, you didn't name that ever? That's weird. That's like, you guys ever hear about Baby X? It was like, this family had a baby, didn't disclose the gender or the name or anything, and I was like, so you're going to kill the baby? That's, why else would you not disclose that? You're going to burn the baby. Okay, yes, yep, <laughs> that's, yeah, I can believe horn for that, horn for that, um, okay, but, uh, last thing here, I, you know when you just have it all and then you don't, <laughs> you guys know that feeling? Sorry, okay, uh, um, okay, so you know, okay, this other day, this other day, <laughs> this guy came up to me after a set, I bombed 
pretty hard. And he said, he goes, I don't care what anyone says. I think you're funny. I was like, nobody said anything. That's the problem. Said <laughs> No one actually said a word. So thanks. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Salma Zaki, burn the baby. If anyone was going to have a catchphrase, I think burn the baby. That's good. was a good one. I'll take it. It'd be Trademarked. fun. It'd be great. funny if that guy said to you at the end, like, you know, burn the baby. No one else thinks you're funny. Burn the baby. Um, I'll look out for that. You're really great at turns of phrase, like, how many women have you skinned? That's hilarious. You did a bunch of funny, like, just, you take words and put them together and make them funny. You had a bunch of those things. You, like, you said a lot of fun. No, really, there were a lot of funny phrases that are just like, you just deal with language in a really, like, English major. Yay! <laughs> well, it, it shows. In school, guys. All right. You Never put mind. it together. I'm Stupid. impressed. Other comments? <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. Other comments? Come on, guys. You all, they're like skin babies. Yeah, we're into so it. So, perfect cool. set. Cool, thanks. It's guys. not even, yay, perfect set! Sometimes you could have a perfect set here at the Joke Workshop. Playing classy music tonight, Miles Davis. We're getting down. Uh, your next comedian, he's like a philosopher comedian. I had the joy of interviewing him on Some Call Me Tim, and I can't wait till he comes back. Uh, enjoy him right now, everybody. Justin Q. <laughs> Pam, that's exactly what I was going for. Philosopher, comedian. So, have you ever fallen in love with somebody just because they're the hottest person on the BART car at the moment? The doors close, the train goes under, and this is the world now. This car is where I'm from, and that other car is like a different country. We don't go there. Sometimes people come here, but they're not welcome. And this is our queen, and she's perfect. And you spend time like thinking about what life would be like if you talked to her, which you don't do because you're not a barbarian. It's public transportation. Leave her alone. But uh, you imagine like maybe she likes all the good music, and she's not mean like all the other girls, and then you get to your stop, and the door's open, and uh, you look at her one last time, and you're like, move! I gotta get, this is my stop! What are you standing in the door? Who do you think you are? Like, look at the platform. She's better than you, she's better than you. I have options. I don't live on a train. I think that counts as a whole relationship, doesn't it? It's got all three parts of every real relationship. It has the part where you're too attractive to be evil, and then the part where this is mildly inconvenient, and then the part where everything is your fault. I don't need to date. I just ride the Bart. Um, I don't date, really. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure why. I haven't had a girlfriend in a really long time, uh, unless you count other people's girlfriends which really should count twice, I think. Because when you're, when you're uh, hooking up with someone single, you just have to be better than nobody. 
they say women are cheating more recently. Like you can turn on the news and they'll show you like all these graphs and charts and statistics and, oh, women are having more uh, extra relational relations. It's such a load of nonsense. Women are not cheating more. They're admitting it more because they have power. Again, like the 40s, if you cheated on your husband, they would brand your face and dress you in shame robes and make you walk to the next town in winter. And now you catch your girlfriend cheating and she's like, well, call my landlord. What are you going to do? Um, I used to think I had uh, never been cheated on until I was cheated with. Um, I had like never had evidence that any of my girlfriends had cheated on me, but then I was seeing this girl casually. And she invited me over to her apartment for a party. And I show up and she goes, you see that guy in the kitchen making margaritas? That's my boyfriend. He doesn't know about you. Shh. And then I went to the kitchen, and he made me a margarita, and it was delicious. And he's a nice guy, but the whole time I was talking to him, I was just thinking, I remember all the times I was you. I've never not been cheated on. Every ex-girlfriend I've ever had has introduced me to a guy that she just fucked. <laughs> well, that's great, because that's all I have. Thank you. Justin! Oh, Justin. Oh, it was so real. Uh, I have one tag for you, a Bartbarian. Okay. Bartbarian. All right. Yeah, I think that'd be cute to put somewhere. I'm not a Bartbarian. Also, when you say you, you live on a train, I feel like there's a Snowpiercer reference there, especially since what you talked... The Snow movie Piercer? Snowpiercer? Oh, my God, have you not seen it? It's, like, totally philosophical. It's it. so deep, it's you, so good! Everybody right lives now. on a train in post-apocalyptic world. So good. Snowpiercer. Okay. Look I'll, it up. I'll watch it, and then I'll make everyone else watch it. And it then I'll... They live on a train. No one else knows Snowpiercer? And I'm the, okay, fine. Uh, and then I had one more thing. Um, I feel like um, the part when you did the three things about the relationship, I thought, I thought that it could be a funnier third thing, like the part where I hate your mom. Or something more that's extreme. Re that I was wondering what to replace that with, and that's yeah. the right direction. Thank you. Right, just something more extreme because it's yeah. like relationship, relationship, and then like you have to go like extreme. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yay! Really, yeah. Thank you. I like the I like the bar bit. Um, I think it'd be funnier if instead of it's like you flip it that it's like she tells you to move. So it's, so you're like talking about seeing her, mm -hmm. and you're like, and then she walks up to you. And then, like, we're getting, she's getting closer, and you're like, oh, my God, what is she going to say? And then she looks you in the eyes, and she's like, can you move, please? This is my stop. <laughs> and then you're like, actually, it's that hot anyway. That's not bad, yeah. Yeah, but, but like, because it, it doesn't make sense for you to be, like, so infatuated with her. And then you tell her to move, or I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, it would make more was, sense if she, like, breaks your heart instead. I, I get, I get, I will consider that. Yeah, what I was going for is that, that um, you feel like you're, she's the only thing in the world, and then the door's open, and then she's not. Right. But uh, I get, I get where you're, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I'll think about that. Thank you. Other comments. Other. No, I mean coming up to the mic. Yeah. yeah. It's a different way. I liked uh, the Bart where you talked about it being like the world. Yeah. And I thought you could keep that going, like different parts of it, or different parts of the world. Like, like the homeless guy pissing on the seat is insert whatever shitty place you want. Like a thing that's happening in the world. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just, yeah. No, 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 that works. Yeah, I like that a lot, yeah. Thank you. They do poo on the seat. Uh, more than the poo, I see them more often um, pee in the bottles late night. 
Snapple bottles because it has a bigger mouth, easier to pee into. You can't do that in an Evian bottle. Uh, all right, Trish, hey. Uh, first of all, I worry about your life choices with dating, but... Um, you should. <laughs> They're, yeah. Yeah, you got to pick better, man. Um, so is the whole point of you being mean to her is to protect yourself? What The point of... The girl in the BART? Like the reason you're being um, the the what I what I was trying to express there is that oh, yeah. like have you ever just like had a moment where you're just enraptured with one person and then the slightest thing changes and you're like piece of shit get out of my way like that that the idea that we are we are so um, fickle like when it comes to things that should be more meaningful okay. that it's like this is the only girl in the world and then it's like get out of my way. Yeah, it feels like that changed really quickly, and it wasn't like it was confusing for me. Okay, that's Maybe yeah. Being a little bit more explicit about it. Okay. Um, and then the cheating thing, like basically you're trying to say that, like you've been cheated on, and that's. And I never knew until I was cheated with, and then I was like, "This, I've been in the other place." Oh, okay. A thousand times, shit. Yeah, that could be punched up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. Huzzah, everybody. Clap wildly for Thank Justin you. Q. Yay. All right, here we are in the joke workshop. Uh, I'm really excited about your next comedian because he's, if you guys wonder, like, Pam's a big dummy with computers. How could she possibly run an internet radio station? Well, it's your next comedian coming up. He does all the things from wherever he is because he, like, speaks code or whatever the fuck that means. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Richard Kiss. Thank you. Thank you. I love being introduced as a computer genius. It's so relatable. Sympathetic, too, especially in San Francisco, huh? Yeah. Boy, you should see my paycheck, huh? Fuck you guys. Thanks, Pam. Um... I've been doing comedy uh, a long time now, and uh, it's so hard to get your friends to come out to see you. You know, it's like, at this point, I've just given up. You know, friends are the thing I always hear is like, uh, "Oh, I can't make it, but uh, I'll be there in spirit." I love that one. I'll be there in spirit. I hear that one so much. These people, their spirits must be so booked. You know. I'm just waiting for someone to say, uh, well, I'd be there in spirit, but uh, I already promised my spirit elsewhere, so my spirit will be there in spirit. It's one more level removed from me being there. Yeah, that's right. I swear, we could make a killing if shows had no cover, if they were free, but we charge $10 for every spirit, you know? It's like, well, I'll be there in spirit. All right, 10 bucks up front. Come on, here we go. Let's go. Chop, chop. Um, I don't live here. I live in uh, Las Vegas, actually. But, uh, yeah, thank you. Don't hold it against me. Actually, you can hold it against me. Why not? Whenever someone says, don't hold it against me, that's just them letting you know that you should hold it against them. That's the way I see it. That's the shortcut for that. Um, but uh, Las Vegas is much less politically correct than uh, San Francisco. They actually have some Trump voters there. And one thing I love about Trump voters is one of their complaints is how things are so politically correct, how you, you have, to be, have to be, the things you say have to be politically correct now, which of course is not true, right? I mean, the way I see it, for white people at least, political correctness is just 
a way of informing them, informing white people what might possibly be offensive to people that they have not that much personal contact with, right? So if you say this, other people might think you're a jerk. So you can still say this, but now you should know that people will think you're a jerk. So when they say, I don't like how you have to be politically correct, I think what they mean is, I don't like knowing that I'm a jerk when I'm being a jerk. And along those lines, I like the word community. Community is, you know, talking about the, uh, you don't talk about how Jews are scared of this. You have to say the Jewish community has a concern about this aspect, right? Community, that's sort of, sort of a hint that you're being sympathetic to the people you're talking about. And, uh, but one thing I find interesting is nobody ever uses the phrase the white community. And I realize why, because for white people, the word is not community, it's neighborhood. So that's the key. It's a segregation joke. Thank you. That's, yes. Uh, um, I heard the other day that, uh, this, is, this is something I learned. In Texas, the way they refer to a gay orgy is a homosexual. That's homosexual. I'll say it again, just in case it wasn't funny the first time. I'll just keep saying it until you laugh, and then it's like a hostage situation. It's like Trump with the splitting up of families. Trump, that's, he's always up to something, that guy. He's... Uh, I want to do jokes about Trump, but you just can't, you know? It's like Trump does something stupid, and... You workshop it, you're like, oh, this is great. I got to write this down. I need to write some jokes. He says something stupid on Monday. On Friday, you tell a joke about the, thing, the stupid thing he said on Monday. And he said so many stupid things in the intervening four days piled on top. Nobody even remembers what you're talking about. Your Trump jokes, they just don't have legs. Thanks, Obama. That's... Compared to Obama, where you can still say thanks, Obama, and get a laugh. That's eight, eight solid years of tagging anything with that. Um, for the shootings in Florida, a lot of talk about guns. And uh, it's interesting, like especially in Las Vegas, you find people genuinely putting forth the idea that we can be safer with more guns. Arming the teachers, for example, in schools. So I find, I find that curious. You know, I, I grew up in Canada where we don't really have guns so much. And arming teachers, that's like, you know, last year we had 8 million people die of cancer. So you know what we should do? Is we should give the doctors cancer. Because the way you stop a bad guy with a tumor is a good guy with a tumor. Am I right, huh? Yeah. Maybe a little chemotherapy. All right, thank you. My name's Richard Kiss. Richard Kiss, everyone! All the way from Las Vegas. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, I, I loved your set, and I loved your spirit stuff, and I felt like you could actually just book your spirit animal. 
If I could send my spirit to do sets and I could stay at home, that would be spectacular. But you could send your spirit animal in your space, so then it lets you open up. Because, like, a lot of, I mean, at least out here, we're all, you know, like hippie weirdos. We're like, oh, what's your spirit? Like, my spirit animal is Stephen Curry. But you, you. What's my spirit animal? Do you, do you see, do you have an aura? I'm trying, I mean. Do you see my spirit animal aura? I'm barely human, so I don't know how I could even qualify <laughs> for a I feel like you're animal. an otter. I feel like you look long and sleek, but you would just like murder octopus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don Nuss is a spirit animal. But that's the thing. Your spirit animal can be anybody. He's dead, so that would be more like a haunting. <laughs> but I felt like um, that, that I really enjoyed your spirit being booked but I was like you could also book your spirit animal and you might be able to get a little money out of it um, I was into your old political correctness thing and the gay community versus um, neighborhood that was all very funny but I had one thing what was it oh there was something like well what do you call it and I feel like you had an op- what do you call a gay orgy and then oh yeah they call it and I feel like you have an opportunity after that to say something else like I call it a fun time or I call it a vacation on Folsom Street or I call it like I feel like you have another opportunity to tag it after yeah. that of what you call it as opposed to what they call hmm. it but I enjoyed you very much <laughs> does anyone else have comments 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 you guys are commenting everybody's quiet tonight come on say something so was it it was a great everyone enjoyed it so does anyone want to say how much they liked it or do you just want to clap can you clap yay <laughs> Nothing to say. Was that good? Your next comedian. What a lovely human being he is. I haven't seen him in a while either. Put your hands together for Casey Fields. Hey, how's everybody doing? Just gonna put some money. Uh, I brought a note card because um, I tried to write. You know, I was trying to write jokes, and I was like, I need to get creative. So I smoked some pot, and then I was like, now I can't remember any of my jokes. So. <laughs> I'm here with the note card. Um, I was uh, driving my car the other day through the suburbs, and I saw one of those signs that said, drive like your kids live here. So I rolled down the window, and I yelled out, I'm going out for cigarettes, because I'm never going back. Um, uh, I, I like fast food a lot. I think it's great. Um, Maybe too much, though. You guys ever go to McDonald's so much that the people that are working there start to recognize you? I pulled into the drive-thru, and the guy at the window was like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And I was thinking, not good. Your friendship is uh, my wake-up call. Do you guys have, like, uh, I don't know, celery sticks on the Happy Menu? Happy Meal? No. Um, I, uh, I went to a department store the other day and uh, the sales clerk comes up to me and he goes, uh, hey, how are you doing? And I go, good, you? He goes, having the best day of my life. And I was like, wow, best day of your life is a work day? You must have had a shit life. Do you you work on commission? Because I'll buy something just to get you out of the rut. Like, fuck, man. Um, I used to date a Filipino girl. Oh, claps for Filipino girls. Yeah, they, they're really cool. I like them. Lumpia. Lumpia, yeah. <laughs> they, they eat that. That's right. 
Uh, she invited me once to uh, go visit her family out in the Philippines, uh, and uh, I, I, or, I, you know, relatives, but I told a buddy of mine that, and he goes, uh, oh, man, you should get Rosetta Stone Filipino. And I was like, yeah, that's a nice idea, but, like, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago I was in community college and barely passed English, like, <laughs> yeah, as an adult. So, I, I, yeah, Filipino is not going to be, uh, I'm not going to nail it. He's like, no, you really should. You really should. You, you gotta, you're meeting her family. you got to blend in. I was like, I was like do you see my face? It's not possible to blend in with this. Fa- like, you know, as if, it's not like me learning to speak fluent Filipino is going to magically, like, erase the, everybody's sense of vision, you know? I'm not going to walk in. They're not going to look at me and talk to me like, oh, yeah, you know, when I first saw you, I thought you were a white guy, but after hearing your beautiful Tagalog, I was clearly wrong. Uh, You're just a really odd-looking Southeast Asian man. And, uh, yeah, uh, welcome to the family, fellow Filipino. Um, uh, Yeah, I guess I got room for one more. it's not even really fully formed, though. You got, um, I was watching uh, ESPN the other day, and they had a World Series of Poker on. And God, I love that. It's like, you know, how, like how they snuck a card game onto the sports channel is amazing. <laughs> you know, I never knew chain-smoking cigarettes would equate to being an athlete. <laughs> Sitting at a table with sunglasses. It was great. All right, that's it. Thanks. <laughs> I enjoyed your set, but I wasn't really paying attention because I myself was looking for a lighter so that I could smoke pot in here, and I was not able to locate that. So it was it was difficult for me to pay attention. But note to self: be more exciting. No, <laughs> sorry. Right. I was being I was being selfish. I apologize. No, you don't have to apologize. If you guys were all sitting here. You can say anything you want into a microphone. <gasps> Max is gonna talk. That's his story. There was one part where you were talking to the McDonald's guy, and he said, "Hey man, how's it how's it going?" Mm-hmm. I thought it would be funny if you just instead of "Hey man," he'd be like, "Hey Casey, how you doing?" It's like, what, "Is your girlfriend passed her exams?" Or just something that makes it more specific. For, yeah, might you get an extra laugh? Nice, thanks, man. Yay! Or oh, oh. I mean, even farther, like maybe like you're already being recognized at McDonald's, but it'd be way cooler if you were recognized at like an In-N-Out or something. <laughs> I'm obsessed with In-N-Out. Yeah, I just had it the other day. In-N-Out, you should sponsor Mutiny Radio. Get your burger at Mutiny Radio. I just did their... their bit. Okay. Um, I think uh, you're, uh, you're driving like you live here. Um when you yell, I think you could commit more to it. Okay. Uh, yeah. And maybe, like, if you, uh, maybe play around with other things you could say that imply you're just like a deadbeat dad. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's a fun premise. I think the thing you're shouting is a little bit wordy right now. Got like, it. So uh, just play around. Just see what else um, someone like that would say. And it'll, it'll be fun. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Mark. Cool. comments? Hey, everybody. Clap All your right. hands together Thanks for Casey Fields. <laughs> 
save us tonight. We're trying to be cool. <laughs> All right, your next comic. I, this, again, it's, it's this is a fun night tonight because it's people that I know from the past that are like coming back, and I'm like, oh, that's so nice. You're coming back to spend time here. So please put your hands together for James Bostwick. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> this is a, it's a little bit awkward um, because um, I, I have jokes. I have jokes, definitely jokes, but um, they're all like inside jokes, and uh, I don't. A lot of my friends kind of flaked on it. So, um, but I'm just gonna just gonna power through professional, <laughs> and um, just gonna do this. This is an impression. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. Um, Where's all the strawberries? Right? Right? No? Right? Okay. So, where's all the strawberries? Right? That's Rich. <laughs> right? Like, Rich, he's like, uh, he's obsessed with strawberries and he has long hair. Um, so, that's Rich. That's Rich. I'm Rich. Rich. Um, I feel rich transition uh, because I just got a laptop. I just got a laptop. It took me a while to get it. Um, I had to be at like a coffee shop for like an hour and a half before somebody asked me to watch their stuff. And uh, now I have a, a new laptop. It's amazing. Um, the other day I was walking down the street, saw a flower shop, went in the flower shop, Bought flowers for me. They're pretty. Treat myself. Uh, had all these flowers walking down the street. Just gonna put them in a put them in a vase. Saw my friend, and my friend said, "Wow, James, that is a buttload of flowers." And I was a little offended. I was like, "There's no way an entire bouquet of lavender chrysanthemums are gonna fit in my asshole. There's no fucking way. Absolutely." fucking drum. Tight as a drum down there. Um, I have a girlfriend, but I'm, I just, I gotta break up with her. I just got it. She is so fucking boring. Um, she, she's boring. She is. All day long, she just speaks in cliches, you know? Right? And it's like, you know, like, she comes and sees me. She's like, how's your day? You know, or like, I'm going to the store. Do you need me to pick anything up for you? It's like, you look really tired. Do you want a massage? It's like, be original. All right? Challenge me. All right? Um, so I'm just going to get right into controversial debate about um, coasters versus napkins at bars. And uh, it's just, you know, I like, a nap I like a solid napkin, a good napkin. It serves its purpose. I don't want to feel that condensation dripping on my hand. Okay, civilized. Uh, I don't know why. Really, at dive bars, okay, um, I go in there and I order a bunch of drinks, like five drinks, right? And then right afterwards, you know, they give me like five coasters, and I'm so fucking polite that I try to grab these all these drinks and then try to pick up those guys and go over there. And I don't know why the dive bars are so obsessed with like you cannot 
leave a water stain on our Betty Page lacquered tables. We need to have that clear, right? <laughs> have that clear. Um, lastly, um, I'm just wondering, this is crowd work. Um, has anybody, um, do, does anybody have a friend that you really only hear about like on a Friday or Saturday afternoon where they're like, hey, what's going on tonight? Right? Okay. Give me something. Yeah. Okay. Nod. Thank you. Um, and you never heard from it. And you know it's a mass text because I know what you're doing, Paul. You're trying to get a consensus. What is the plans for tonight? And then they look through it and then they decide to do that. But my friend gets a little savvy with it and uh, he tries to get real personable. You know what I mean? So I can't detect that it's a mass text because I'm offended. And uh, he says stuff like, um, hey, you haven't seen you since that last thing, right? And then he gets a little deep. He says, so sorry about that, you know, dot, dot, dot. What are you talking? So what's going on tonight? What is going on tonight? Thank you very much, Pam. Okay. James Boswick! Yay! Yay! I have comments. Oh, so does Max. Max, go. Yay, Max! Yay! I really like your laptop coffee shop joke um, I think you could pace it a little bit more like stressing like take a little more time like uh, I had to wait for an hour and a half at a coffee shop and then uh, whatever like clause you threw at the end I think here, was yeah. kind of wordy but if you just yeah, as long as you right imply that they went to the bathroom or something or mm -hmm. um, you just say until someone had to go to the bathroom or mm -hmm. like something tight it's a really it's a funny promise and it's got a really good turn so yeah good check cool I, I enjoyed your stuff. You're very interesting the way that you do your sets. You you get quiet at the punchline, but it's kind of like your style. Like when you get to the punch, you like it's almost like you throw it away because you make it so quiet, but it, it works for you. There's a couple things I have to say. One, I feel like the name Rich, I know that you used that as um, a transition into your next joke, but I think it'd be funnier if it was the girl's name like Emily or whatever. But then you did a callback later, but you said the name Paul. And I feel like you should use the same name throughout the set, whichever one you choose. And I would choose a funnier name than Rich. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Just because, I mean, I guess he sounds like a regular white guy, but uh, I don't know. I would choose something with the, that had a little bit more surprise. And then... Um, you opened up and you're like, there's a really important debate. And then you went into coasters versus napkins. I'd set up the debate. I'd be like, there was a serious fucking issue that's happening right now in the bars and mm -hmm. people are talking about it and it is serious. Because people are going to think that you're pointing toward the Me Too movement or something. Mm -hmm. But then when you like build it up as this important debate and then say that it's between coasters and napkins, you'll get a laugh at the concept. Mm -hmm. So then people can be with you on the joke because they were with you on like the initial punch, which I think you can build. Yeah, that's, yeah I like that. Build it out. Cool. Uh, can I ask a comedic question? Because yeah. with the laptop thing, last week, read a New Yorker cartoon, and it just, it's the same joke. Thought of it first, wondering if I could still use it. No, I just can't do it, huh? No, I mean like, it, like I thought of it like, well, there's a lot of things that are in Wondering. the gestalt in that 
I had a joke where the punchline was chastity pelt because I don't shave my puss. And then I went to a thing and someone else used chastity pelt and I would thought that I'd been a genius before, but then I was like, oh, that might be hack. Right. And the same thing, I also had a joke about business in the front, party in the back, and I was like, about not shaving my butthole, whatever. But it was the same joke, as, and it was like, well, business in the front, party in the back is like, obviously, it's kind of, it's when you, you just, sometimes you have to look at your jokes and be like, has other people thought of them before? And Parallel thing whole bit about um, wishing I was an animal because their mating habits are way better and then someone did the whole the whole bit in front of me like the, like a, a logical progression and I don't think I can do my bit anymore like I put a lot of time into it but someone else just did the same thing uh, and I think I'm just gonna can it no it's a little bit different it's a little bit different it's funnier Ah, yeah, fuck yeah, it's funnier. (laughs) I just want to say the the buying flowers for yourself is such a great premise. Mm. I wouldn't wouldn't stop. It's short. The butler joke is fine, but the idea of buying yourself flowers, you should really just... How does that connect with us? I mean, there's so much ways you could do with it. I would definitely... I would love to connect with people over flower buying for themselves. <laughs> it's, it's an equality joke. Boys can like flowers too. Right. Everybody, put your hands together right, for James Boswick! Yay! What I do? We're getting into an exciting time right now. We're gonna have a Max Rock Block. The two Maxes signed up right next to each other. Which one will be first? Who knows? I can pronounce both of their names. It's so exciting. Uh, let's see if he has. New jokes, he recently came back from a from a from a United States tour where he learned how to do dirty jokes. Put your hands together for Max Mawachini. I don't think I actually learned any dirty jokes. I think I just tried it and it made me feel kind of dirty actually, so stopped. So uh, I was thinking I, I think Purina should make dog food that tastes like homework. That way kids would have better excuses, you know, like the teacher would be like, well, I know how, my, how much my chihuahua likes to eat something that tastes like a book report on Catcher in the Rye. Your story checks out. <laughs> I thought that would either be really stupid or not. Uh, so I, for those of you who know me, I like Minions. I look at Minions the same way I look at the band Seeger Ross. I have no idea what they're saying, but I still think it's beautiful. Uh, so recently, like one of my exes popped up on my Facebook feed, and by one of my exes, like it's just she's just the only one really. And uh, to be honest, with you, ex is, if I'm being totally honest, ex is kind of a strong word. She'd be like, I don't know if I'd call myself that. But anyway, her status said, "Note to self: I need to have more self-discipline and to be more self. Or I need to have more self-control and be more self-discipline." And I was like, "Well, uh, if you post it on social media, it's not exactly a note to self." In fact, it's the opposite of a note to self. I was like, girl, this is Facebook. That's a note to self, all your friends, and Cambridge Analytica. And I feel like that would be like if somebody went streaking at the Super Bowl and they were like, hey, don't look at me. (laughs) Trying to do my naked exercises in private here. (laughs) All right, so I... uh, 
Recently, one of my coworkers asked me if I was a dog person or a cat person, and I told her I was a book person. Uh, I, I like going to Berkeley Public Library. Uh, for those of you who've never been, Berkeley Public Library is a type of place where people go when they feel like shaving in a public restroom. Like, if you want to clip your toenails while you read a book by Doris Kearns Goodwin, Berkeley Public Library is the place to be. Um, so I've read a lot of biographies, and I found some pretty inspiring stories about humble beginnings that I want to share. Uh, did you guys know that Ben Franklin grew up in a house without electricity? <laughs> All right, I got like five more. So. <laughs> and Isaac Newton was the first person in his family who even had the opportunity to study calculus. George Washington wasn't even born in the United States of America. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg used to have real friends. <laughs> Henry Ford's parents didn't buy him a car when he turned 16. <laughs> and James Madison didn't have any constitutional rights until he was in his late 30s. All right, that one's not the best one. <laughs> No, he just, he didn't, like, he didn't become the founder or the father of the Constitution. Like, he, he kind of wrote it, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's following the same theme here. Am I about to get the horn? All right, I'll just use one more old joke. Uh, so I was talking to a coworker of mine earlier today. He used that expression, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And I was like, if I lived in a glass house, not being able to throw stones would be the least of my concerns. I'd be like, hey, how do I go to the bathroom in private, you know? Or, uh, you know, the curtains for this place are going to cost a fortune. I got to buy, I got to buy curtains for the floor. People are like, hey, does the carpet match the drapes? I'd be like, they're the same thing in this house. <laughs> the other thing about living in a glass house, <laughs> the other thing would be like, I, I wouldn't be able to participate in knock-knock jokes because my front door is made out of glass. I already know who's there. I don't have to ask. They'd be like, knock-knock. I'd be like, you're an orange. I can see you. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. Max Mawajani, come in and have a banana. Yeah. I like the I like I like your tag to that with the banana. Oh, Max Eddie has things to say. Max v Max. You're writing your shit. It's just funny. Uh, thank you. The, um, I think you'll be able to tell from the recording like which of the the facts hit. Uh, okay. But the George Washington one is really fucking funny because it's also like people talk about the founding fathers being like American, like yeah. they're American. But it's like bitch, they're they weren't until <laughs> they made America. So that's right, okay. that's like um, that's a really a particularly smart joke, and that's it. So okay. um, and then the other, fuck, I thought I had another thing, but I don't think that was great. Though it was really uh, good. Son. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was really funny. I think on that first new joke, which is awesome about the dog eating the homework, you just have to slow down like. 50%. Like, you just rush. It's really funny. I know it's new, and it's probably the first time you've told it, but it's very, very funny. And then I use whatever thing that you use in there. You said catcher in the rye. And then you said Doris blah, 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 which we don't know who that is. But whatever thing you reference at the beginning with the dog and the homework, bring it back at the end with being in Berkeley Public Library. Uh, so use the same idea. book. Like, just to bring it back. Why not? If you're already mentioning something literary, just stick with it because your audience probably isn't as smart as you are. The Minions joke is really cute. Put a smiley face. Uh, I have something about your mom, Facebook. I was like, I wanted you to reference. There were three things that you said about Facebook, and I I don't know. I always like your mom jokes. I, or that your mom's going to see it. That's what it was. All the people that see it. Like, it wasn't a personal note. You see it. Everybody sees it. But I 
throw your mom and mom jokes are always funny. I don't know. Uh, okay, gotcha. Uh, that's just, I mean, I just think mom jokes are funny. Uh, and then back to the, oh, I said back to the catch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really, really good. All your no jokes, jokes are pretty fucking solid and everybody laughed at your glass joke, which we know is good already, so. Okay, cool. Yay! Are there other comments? Yeah. I thought that your, uh, so the, the way that you do sort of monotone and then you go into that voice for the guy who's streaking and it's still a little monotone. Uh-huh. I thought that was like especially funny that a guy uh, who's running naked across a football field would be like, "Hey, don't look at me." Uh, okay. That was I, I don't know if you did that on purpose, but no, I think that's just the highest I can go. That's, <laughs> that's, that was I, I think it works really well because it's just hilarious thinking of a guy running, you know, uh, but he's still in mon- front of yeah, but he's still not like he's not really into it. Right. <laughs> that's a good point. I never even thought of yeah, that. I like that. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I'm legitimately jealous of that note to self joke. It's just uh, it's hard to create your stuff because it's already so like tightly written. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was just really fucking funny. Okay, thank you, I appreciate it. Trish Pandia going up to the mic. The only trick I can think of is that with your ex girlfriend, you know, note to self, like saying like all your friends are seeing it, even your mom sees it. Uh-huh. Like that's it's just an adding a tag. That's all it is. Uh, okay, gotcha. You're really funny. Oh, thank you, I appreciate it. He's an excellent writer. Put your hands together for Max Mawachini. And if you want to book him on a show, you'll never find him on Facebook because his name doesn't look anything like the way it's pronounced. Looks like Moa Kanan, just for if anyone's like out there listening. They're like, who's that guy? The one on there who's like in front of a glacier or something in a Minions t-shirt where it looks like Moa Kanan. Your next... We have a Max Rock block right now on Joke Workshop. Your next comedian, also very funny. Put your hands together for Max Eddie. Oh, the music stopped. I'm already here. It worked out. Glad to be at Joke Workshop. Or Has anyone ever called it Woke Jerk Shop? You guys are all woke jerks at the woke jerk shop. That's hilarious. I'm going to say that every time now, and you guys are going to get annoyed very quickly. Okay, um, so I've been taking Adderall recently, you guys. Thank you. Uh, does anyone else have a dealer? Just, just gauging. Okay. If you don't, it's great. Um, I have it because I'm diagnosed with ADD. That's Attention Deficit Disorder. It predominantly afflicts children with insurance. Uh, um, I got diagnosed last year. I got a prescription for Adderall. My friends were very supportive. <laughs> They're just like, "Congrats, man! How'd you trick him?" <laughs> All right. And here's how Mini Radio. I'm gonna teach you how I tricked him first. I scheduled an appointment to talk to a doctor. Second, I told him my symptoms. <sighs> That's it. That was it. That's all I did. <laughs> And he diagnosed me. No, I do. People don't think it's a real thing, but it, I, it, it is. I have real symptoms. Like I, every time I try to do something, I end up on Pierce Brosnan's Wikipedia page. Like that's just my life. Do you guys know who Pierce Brosnan is? He was the fourth James Bond. Well, actually, so he was the fifth uh, James Bond. He was actually scheduled to be the fourth James Bond in 1987, but he was actually contractually obligated to be on the show on NBC. It was called Remington Steel. And it was actually canceled in 1987, but then it was brought back because Pierce Brosnan was getting a lot of buzz because he was rumored to be the next James Bond. 
And it's crazy, too, because when he actually became the fifth James Bond in 1994, he was totally fine doing other projects. Like, he actually, in 1997, did this movie called Dante's Peak, which was a movie about volcanoes, which is crazy because there was this other movie about volcanoes called Get This Volcano that came out two months after. And they were pretty much the same movie. But he did it at the same time. And at the same time, Volcano starred Tommy Lee Jones in the lead role. And Tommy Lee Jones was in this movie called Jackson County Jail, in 1976 with this Russian lady, I don't remember her name, but uh, then that lady was in a movie called Looney Tunes Back in Action, not a volcano movie, not a James Bond movie, but it was, okay, that tag's not going to work, it's fine. Um, but yeah, when I told my doctor all this though, he was like, yeah, you got ADD. Uh, he was convinced. Um, <laughs> that's fun. I fucking love doing that. That's going to be really funny. Um, but uh but yeah, no, he, see, I, I think ADD is a real disorder, but I also think I could have gotten Adderall without having it. So my doctor was like, he's a really good salesman. Like, <laughs> um, he showed me this video, it's like testimonial, um, about the, 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 the joys of Adderall. It had this girl on it who's just like, you know, I was a sophomore in high school. I was getting straight D's. I started taking Adderall, and next year, I'm going to Stanford. <laughs> and uh, uh, she, was, she also said, um, oh, my friends, my friends have been telling me how much more confident I look. I'm like, bitch, your friends want Adderall. <laughs> like, they know. But uh, yeah, I asked him about the risks, too, and uh, not a question he gets a lot. Uh, most people want an in-and-out situation there. But uh, he said the, the main risks risk is that uh, I would start taking it and start feeling like a zombie, which sounds fine. Like, zombies get shit done. <laughs> yeah, like, zombies are very goal-oriented. Like, I've never seen a zombie just like, you know what, I'm just gonna get, eat brains next week. Like, no, nah, they're, they're in the moment, they go for it. Like, fuck, if I can have half the determination that a zombie has, it's working. <laughs> That's fine. Do you guys watch The Walking Dead? I don't, and I need tags <laughs> involving The Walking Dead, so let, hit me up with those, but um, that's it. Max Eddie! Yay! I love your Adderall set. I would say at the end, are zombies on Adderall? I would bring that back. I would just, I would actually bring it through all the way through multiple times, like when you mentioned Tommy Lee Drones, I would be like, who's also on Adderall? I would just like lie about, I would bring that back in like multiple times just because you can with other weird things but it was really fun and the opening we all we've heard it before but we love it the children with insurance it's an amazing punchline it starts the whole joke out it's great um i also love adderall so if you find a good dealer (laughs) i'm terrible you don't want to see me on adderall it's like worse it is the worst i'm not it is not okay because even on a ritalin people would tell me bad news i enjoyed your adderall set very very much though Other comments? Who else loves Adderall? What the fuck? Just kidding. <laughs> my attention, I might have ADD also. But um, when you were doing the bit about where, which, who's in which movie, I kind of got lost a little and I was like, what, what is he talking yeah, about? I, and then you said, because I have ADD, and I was, that, he, you just said that. So I don't know if uh, it's just me, but I got lost a little there. Yeah, that's fair. I'm still, that's new today. I need to figure out the exact wording and the trajectory of it. But yeah. getting lost in it, like, as long as I 
get people back. But as soon as I re- remembered what you were doing and what you just said yeah. like a minute ago, I was th- thought it was great. That's fair. And you can do that because you're talking about Adderall, so you can get completely off in any any weird place in any weird, and then just bring it back with like. <laughs> Yeah. I've honestly thought about like I want to do one set where I just start talking about volcanoes for a really long time <laughs> I fucking because volcanoes are dope I don't know if you guys know they're fucking dope so I might do that but yeah it honestly like I think I lost it a little bit here the momentum but as long as I just need to keep the momentum going to make sure that works up the volcano stuff yeah yeah, yeah I really like the Pierce Brosnan like dramatic irony sequence yeah. where like you start talking really fast yeah. yeah it's just really great and showcases your acting ability which is like one of your strengths so like yeah definitely well you don't have to but I, th- I would keep it in if I were you like it's just cool um, uh, one thing that stuck out to me uh, I'm, I don't know if you can make something of this but uh, a doctor like describing a symptom as zombie is really funny to me instead of actually using a medical term. Yeah, it's definitely not like HIPAA approved or yeah, whatever. Right? Yeah. I don't know if there's some like tech, I don't know if you can squeeze a joke yeah. in there, but I was like, that, that's yeah. weird that a doctor would describe it that way. Exactly. Yeah, no, I've, I'll, I'll play around with that. Right, right really love the Remington Steel bit. <laughs> He's old enough to know who Remington that Steel Remington is. Steel demo. <laughs> no, but you as a millennial doing that is hilarious. Yeah. Because no, but like, I mean, it's also that you bring up the two movies from 1994, which is Millennial Turf, yeah. and bring up the similarities. But I also want to mention that uh, uh, Vincent Baguetta was in both... There was a character actor in Remington Steel who was also a Bond villain. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> That's fun, too, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I say commit with it. I, yeah. you, you, the only fault I would say is that when you said that lady. If I you, know. I just forgot her name. No, but fu- but Mary... Yeah, absolutely. But if you're going to commit to this, yeah. fucking commit to exactly. it. What, ma- make it three times as hard. Definitely, yeah. You know, Good looking just, out. Just uh, commit to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mary Warnoff is her name. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. So that is That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to second everybody on the Pierce Brosnan thing. I, th- I thought that was a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, and I also think you stumbled upon a possible premise of a zombie with ADD, which I think <laughs> could be funny. Like if you're in a like a zombie apocalypse, but they keep getting distracted. So <laughs> it's like everybody's safe pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there you go. Yeah, Brains, fun. birds. <laughs> everybody clap wildly for Max Eddie. <laughs> I am so excited for your next comedian. I haven't seen her in a while either. This is like this is like homecoming here tonight at Joke Workshop. Everybody from back in the day is coming back. And your next comedian is a lovely human being. She used to have a show here on Wednesdays. And we're so glad that she's going to tell us jokes. Put your hands together for Trish Pandia. Uh, so um, I'm newly single this year. I came out of a toxic relationship last year. Uh, you know you're in a toxic relationship when you watch The Notebook and you see Ryan Gosling being nice to Rachel McAdams and it's like, what's the catch here? Are you trying to trick her? Why are you so emotionally available? Are you going to kill her? So I knew I'd get out. So now that I'm single, um, I've been trying to make some changes. Um, I'm trying to dress more high maintenance to attract better suitors. Like this cardigan was like $25. Uh, I went to Argentina for my birthday. Oh, yeah. Landmen are amazing. They all thought I was 25 years old and Italian. I mean, I might have told them that, but they, like, believed me. Um, so now that I'm single, um, I have to, I'm dating these guys, I have to lie about my hot friends. They don't think they can do better than me. But, like, Janet's cool, uh, but she's racist. 
She told him about her shave his back and get a green card. And Kristen, she's all right, but she's crazy. She has like five restraining orders. And Heather, she's the worst one of all. She wants to get married. Psycho bitch. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to date. It's, uh, it's been interesting. So uh, I've been out of practice for a couple of years. So uh, I went on eHarmony. Uh, first of all, fuck that Christian Colonel Sanders. Uh, those commercials, right? They all make women look so desperate and needy. I mean, I am, but I don't want them to figure that out. Um, so on eHarmony, it told me on your first date, you should never drink too much, talk too much, or unleash your emotional baggage on the first date. So I don't get to do anything I want? I got nothing. So, yeah. So I've been in San Francisco for about 10 years. Uh, I feel like dating in San Francisco is like being an international buffet. You think you have all these options. Ooh, a spicy Mexican or a hearty Italian. Then after a couple dates, all you want to do is throw up. <laughs> because on the apps, on the bumble, on the hinge, oh my God, he's amazing. He was on a mountain once. He like read a book twice. He must be fucking fascinating. And then when you meet them, they're just like these socially awkward assholes. Uh, that's cool that you went to Machu Picchu, but I'm not going to deal with your ass burgers or lose 10 pounds of water weight for you, Drew from Emeryville. We get it. You like IKEA. No one gives a fuck. You can build a dresser. Pick another picture. Fucking God's sake. Kill me. Um, I feel like uh, in my 20s, I had a, a longer laundry list of who I wanted to date. Um, he's got to be rich. He's got to be successful. He's got to be tall. He's got to be handsome. He's got to be white. But now, <laughs> I have different criteria. Uh, are you alive? <laughs> Do you have less than five DUIs? Is your penis mostly straight? Like, if I hung it on a wall, would people notice that it's crooked? Spoiler, they're all crooked. And you guys all fucking know it. <laughs> at this point, I kind of just want a guy who can pay his bills and hold me at night. Basically, I want a blanket with a 401k at this point. <laughs> uh, I'll leave you with this. Um, I lost uh, 12 pounds recently on Weight Watchers. Yay. Um... It's Oprah. Anytime I follow her advice, my life gets better. Uh, she endorsed Weight Watchers. If you didn't know, I got healthier. Uh, if she told me to be one of those douchebags that brags about doing CrossFit, I might think about it because my life would get better. Uh, and she said in her show a couple years ago, she said, don't do what you're supposed to do. Do what you believe in. I'm like, that's some really good advice, right? So that's when I decided to move to San Francisco, do stand-up comedy, and start hate-fucking white guys. And, and my life has gotten much better. All right, that's my time. Trishbandia has body dysmorphia issues. You're so tiny, I can't believe that you made a big deal about losing. So, I mean, if you're going to do a joke about it, like you should talk about body dysmorphia issues because you're a tiny, beautiful person. Like You really were worried about losing 12 pounds. Like, I mean, I get it. If you have, I mean... You look great. I've always thought you looked great. So I'm like, whoa, wow. Either either way. I'm like, oh, she lost 12 pounds. She looks the same to me. She always looked great. Uh, so that, I mean, I don't know. But that's, I mean, that's something. I thought that the premise you were dealing with the outside versus the inside was awesome. And I, I drew from Emeryville. Hilarious. Like your concrete specific details on that stuff are fucking hilarious. 
Drew, and the, uh, another one of those was Christian Colonel Sanders. That was another one of them. It's like cool turn of phrase, very very funny punchline. And the blanket with the four hundred one k, another one of those like really funny, like stuff. And then I have written down, you don't need to lose weight. No, that was it. I just really enjoyed your set. <laughs> Other comments. She's tiny and skinny, right? Like, okay. Does anyone have any, Does everyone want to clap? You could tell her good things. You could be like, "This is a joke." I like. I told her all the punchlines I thought were really fun. Nope. Everyone got quiet. Clammed up with the pretty girl. I get it. She's the only girl tonight, and that would confuse you all. No, Salma was here. Salma was here. She was another pretty girl. You guys were probably confused by her too. Uh, no comments. Clap wildly, everybody, for Trish Mandia. <laughs> Moving right along, giving the time back to the room. That's a nice thing. Your next comedian, what a lovely man he is. He has an amazing show every Sunday called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with your next comedian, Mike Spiegelman. Uh, hey, uh, I got some jokes I just want to work out. I thought you were very funny, by the way. You eating chips. I thought you were really funny. I thought that was a really tight set. I didn't have any comment on it. I just thought it was a, a quality set. So that's, that's the reason why I was quiet. Uh, I love this city. San Francisco, you're bringing me down. This city, it's too much, man. It's too much. It's changed since I moved here. Uh, I went to a, they wouldn't let me in the cat cafe. They, well, they wouldn't let my dog in. <laughs> so I whined, you know, and I gave him a low score on Yelp. and. The owner was also my Uber driver, so I lowered his, his stars as well. Uh, and I, I, because, I said, well, is this San Francisco? I have to bring my dog. It's just a dog. Why can't I bring my dog in the cat cafe? I bring it everywhere else. And they said, well, you have more than one dog. I said, well, I need these dogs, okay? This is my help, working dog. This is my helper dog. This is my therapy dog. This is my recreational dog. This is my medical dog. This is my hunter. This is a dog I took off a kid from the upper. Hey, this dog right here, that's my street dog, by the way. This dog right here uh, is my tiny, whiny, codependent dog, that I, a tiny dog that I have on a leash. I have some more dogs. Let's see if I missed a dog. I'm sorry. Police dog. I have some, oh, well, oh, you need a license for that? Well, I got my license. It's right here in my Merce. Let me check in my Merce. Oh, no, I don't have my dog license in my Merce. I just have a tiny dog in my Merce. Uh, I stopped writing jokes on Twitter because of our president. I feel like the guy took a big, giant turd in the punch bowl, and there's no fun in the party. I don't think, uh, well, actually, he's not the reason why I stopped writing jokes. It was Oscar Grant getting killed and then reading everyone's reaction to it and realizing that you don't really have to write on Twitter. The, the beauty of Twitter is that you can hear people. And, but unfortunately, that stuff like that kept happening, so it wasn't fun. So pre-Trump, I would be like, I'll wait, a couple, I'll wait a week and then I'll write a joke. But the fact that he, uh, anyway, I have to think of a joke for that, but I just, uh, so all my jokes tonight here are, are for you guys. In the audience and listening, this is jokes for human beings, and to prove that none of these jokes have been on Twitter, uh, all of my jokes are over 280 characters, <laughs> except for this joke, the quick brown fox. 
Uh, all right, before I have, I want to try another one. Oh, you know what? I went to a real half-ass fortune teller on Geary the other week. Uh, I went in there and I just wasn't really into it. And I sat down at the table and she started putting the cards down in seven rows and then lifting one up and moving the. And I said, "Are you doing my tarot card?" And she goes, "No, I'm, I'm a temp. I'm just playing solitaire." <laughs> I got six more hours. Well, by law, I have to get, I have to take lunch by six hours or it's overtime. And I get two breaks, two 15-minute breaks that I don't have to clock in and out of. And that doesn't include number going number two, which if you guys haven't used the bathroom in a fucking fortune teller on Geary Boulevard, let me tell you, <laughs> there's no disco light going. It's just these curtains, some inset, a lot of inset. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, I don't like doing sets at uh, dispensaries. I, I hate working retail. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're there by the microphone. All right, that's all my time. Thank you, guys. Mike Spiegelman. You can watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We watch them riff an entire movie in real time with you. See, I told you a commercial. I did it. Uh I love your no dogs in the cat cafe joke. I think that's very funny. And um, does anyone have any suggestions about how I could set it up? Like, I think. I mean, red dog. I, there's a couple children's books that deal with dogs. There's one I've read multiple times where it's like dogs and cars, dogs and trees, okay, dogs are yeah, having sure. a party on a tree. You have a daughter. You know which book I'm talking about. I know, yeah. yeah, they're like red dog in a car goes by. I like your hat. I don't like your hat. You know what book I'm talking about. Go, dog, go. Go, dog, go. That's a, I mean, you can reference that. I wrote that down, actually, as a thing to say. Um, and the only other thing I had to say is, I loved the solitaire joke, but you could go even deeper. What's the other game you play on the computer that isn't solitaire? It has, like, Minesweep is one of them, but there's it's a card game, though, and it's a little different. Is Hearts? Hearts, yeah, yeah. The different one. Freeze. Free cell. Free cell. Okay. Anyway, you could go deeper, but solitaire right. is very funny. I enjoyed your whole set. I laughed at the whole thing. Thank you. Yeah, I think because the funny. I was trying to figure out what to do to set up the dogs stuff because it's really funny. Like it's like it gives you the chance to just rattle off a list. Um, I think uh, there was a chunk in the middle where you had to explain to her that it like there's a turn where it's more than one dog, but I think you, you could try just saying like. Um, they wouldn't let my dogs in the ca cafe when you get that initial punch and then just kind of... List them off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think that might do it. I'll try it. Yeah, it's Absolutely. so fun though. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll do it that way. Anyone else? Can I leave? Dogs in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mike Spiegelman! Let's watch a full-length movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl every Sunday from 2 to 4 here on Mutiny Radio. You get to get on YouTube and watch a full-length movie with them. It's really fun. Hey. He also runs the door every Friday. He's a champion. Yay. Uh, your next comedian, he's a new guy. When he first came in tonight, I wrote down uh, that guy in the, in the blue shirt. But then he came in and put his name in. Put your hands together for Evan Malalongo. Oh, he said he was going out to do a phone call, so maybe he's not back yet. So let's put it up for your new comedian, Boris Shakurko. Hey, 
Thank you. I'm happy to be a new comedian. This is fun. I'm a new comic. I'm sorry. No, next I'm down. Week. I'm a new comic. What's up? This is my first time doing comedy. Please. I'm happy. I'm excited. That's right. Thank you, Mutiny. We're having fun. Perfect. I'm a happy guy. My name is Boris. I feel like I uh, sometimes I like to talk fast. I like to talk quick. I like this kind of energy, but I feel like I don't attract the best kind of friends because when you have this kind of energy, some people will assume that I have cocaine. Uh, no cocaine. Just anxiety. Um, I'm, a, I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist unless I have to stand up for it. Um, that's how I feel. I don't want to participate. Um, I don't date women because I think they've suffered enough. Um, don't want to add on. I think I'm a lot to put up with. It's self-aware. I think I'm a lot to put up with, especially if I'm on top of you. Uh, physically and emotionally, that's how I feel. Um, some women ask, like, like, what are you doing for the cause? Like, staying at home, that's what I'm doing. That's how I'm helping. Like, I feel like Susan B. Anthony uh, was a big supporter of three things. Women having the right to vote, women being treated equally, and uh, needy and codependent men staying at home. I feel like that... That's how I'm contributing. Um, not ruining lives. All right. Um, my name is Boris, and sometimes people at work like to like to mess with me a little bit. Some people like to be like, "Hey, are you a Russian spy?" Uh, and I'm like, "No, that's very unoriginal. Like, really, you couldn't come up with anything better." And then they're like, "That's pretty mean for a Russian spy." <laughs> I'm like, actually, it's pretty nice for a Russian spy. That's pretty fucking nice. If you've ever read history, that's pretty nice. It's pretty good. If that's what you're going to go with, that's, that's a pretty good relationship there. Um, I am uh, I'm Jewish, but I don't like to talk about it on stage because I have good taste in comedy. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm having fun. Um, no, it's because my grandma doesn't like it when I make fun of Jews. Do you guys know my grandma? She's nice. Um, she doesn't like it when I talk about being Jewish because she's scared the government will go after me. Um, and I kind of wish I was a schizophrenic. <laughs> no, okay. Um, uh, I was on the bus recently with a, with a baby and a tweaker. It was a crowded bus, and there was a baby on there that was crying very loud. And everyone, and this one guy, he was like, lady, can you keep your baby, like, can you, like, come on. Because it was like rush hour, everyone's stressed, the bus is already running late, baby's crying. It's a very, very stressful situation. And he yelled at this lady, this poor mom who had to take her kid to school. And then this tweaker gets on the bus. He starts yelling about some free concert he's going to. None of us say a word. I feel like that's kind of a double standard. Um, don't have a joke there at all. All right. Um, um, uh, yeah, I am Russian, because my name is Boris, clearly, um, which is why, underneath all of this, you can't tell, but there is a full-on Adidas tracksuit. There is. You just can't see it. And a lot of chest hair. Uh, when I put on the chest, when I put on chest hair, when I put on, when I, <laughs> every morning when I wake up and I put on this chest hair, let me tell you, it's after I do the nose and the eyebrows, but, um... Thank you. Um, but no, every time, like, every time I put on a t-shirt, the chest hair kind of comes through the t-shirt. It's kind of like, I could best describe it as, like, a fast-forward video of, like, a chia pet growing over the course of a month. Like, it slowly just comes out. And I feel like sometimes when I hug people, people tell me I'm, like, a really good hugger. They're like, you're, like your shirt's really soft. Like, what kind of t-shirt is that? And I'm like, it's chest hair and I condition. Uh, that's what it really is. Um... I think that's all I want to work on. Thank you so much, guys. Give it up for Pam. Boris Jagurgo, yay!
set. That was really great. Um, I would say, I know you were riffing, but when you what said the nose and the eyebrows. That's kind of funny. But man. that comes with man. the glasses. With so the if you glasses. ever use that again, yeah. say the nose and the eyebrows come with the glasses. The because glasses. usually they do, because they're like yeah. a thing that people. Yeah. Right, they make fun Groucho, of people. Baby. I thought that was really cute. Also, your grandma with the secret police. I thought uh, you went, and they, and then you didn't say anything. I was going to do this longer joke that I didn't want to waste everyone's time. But a punchline for that would be, they will steal her latka recipe. That is true. Right? She does make killer you went like, And they working. will steal her latka recipe. Yes. And that was like from the secret police. I thought, especially as a Jew, that would be very funny, because it means that they love her and hate her at the same time. Mm-hmm. Ha! That was it. I enjoyed everything. I thought you have like, you. you, I feel like you've really, I don't know if it's been hosting at OMG or all your stage time, but you've like really grown as a comedian and your comfortableness on stage and ability to just be funny all the time. Yeah. I think I'm just a hack, but it's cool. No, no, (laughs) no, no. You're really like, you really are embodying like the gestalt of comedian. Like everything you say is fun. You have like your joke. I mean, I know he left, but it's almost like the spirit of Joe Gorman went into you tonight ah, and you had like Joe. so much energy and you were just like talk about talentless hacks <laughs> I'm kidding fuck it ah, shots fired yeah there you go okay but I really enjoyed your set thank I you so much only compliments other people awesome thank you guys for listening and nothing else no, everybody's perfect set yay when no one has anything to say it means it was a really good set uh, alright be jealous of him and your next comedian coming up is a new guy so we're gonna clap like we do for everyone else doesn't matter (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna try to pronounce his name it's in tiny things Evan Montalago yeah I think you got it you pretty much got Evan Montalago Montalago it is Italian I am not Italian at all. I shouldn't say it like that. That's why. I'm actually uh, like a fourth Mexican, uh, which technically makes me a quarterback. Uh, but I am not throwing touchdowns. I did throw up at a quinceanera one time, though. So, similar. Uh, same, same. So, this is a joke workshop? Is that what this is? Right on. So, hey, my, my, my name is Evan. I feel like it's a small crowd. What's going on? What's your name? Justin. Justin Evan. Mike. Mike? Evan. You? Who's the... Pam, host Pam. Give it up for your host, Pam. How's it going? What's your name? Jonathan. What is it? Jonathan. Jonathan. Nice to meet you. Evan. Max. Evan. Casey. Casey. You know my name by now. I think I've said it like seven times already. And Boris. Yeah, I know you from OMG. I'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. So like, I had this thought the other day. I was like, you ever, I mean, have you ever had the thought where you're like, I need more friends? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, but then I realized, like, I need just better friends because I feel like I have these certain categories of friends. I don't have that one friend that is, like, you can bring to any situation, any mood. Even if you want to be alone, they're like, cool, just hit me up later. Like, that's a good friend. Like, that's a special friend. Uh, and it's like, those people are really hard to find. Those are like, like, um, like what's really hard to find? What have been people been looking for for a long time? Like Sasquatch? Like Sasquatch is... Or Jesus? Like they've been working, looking for Jesus. I I hear people tell me they found Jesus. None of them ever showed me Jesus. They're really hogging their Jesus. Like they're a bunch of Jesus hogs. I feel like... Actually, I feel like Sasquatch and Jesus have a lot in common because there's like so much pressure for them to just show up. Like they just... People just want to see them. 
it's been so long and people just keep looking for them. I think, I have a theory that I think they're like hanging out together. Like they're probably super anxious about just showing up. They're probably smoking weed, like just escaping reality. I feel like, all right, so I have a perfect joke for Jesus. If Jesus is ever getting stoned, I hope he, with Sasquatch, I hope he turns next to him and he's like, hey man, getting stoned, it's a lot better than getting crucified. <laughs> I feel like that would be the perfect joke. But, I mean, Jesus could never be a comedian because, you know, thou shall not kill. You know, definitely not the thing that he would do. Uh, thank you. Yeah, okay. All right, sweet. But there's like these different categories of friends. And I think like that one friend that you can't find or that's hard to find and you need to hold on to him when you do it, that, that's a Sasquatch friend. Like totally a Sasquatch friend. There's other kinds of friends like cheesecake friend. Like we all have cheesecake friends. They're like good for like one or two bites and then you don't want to look at them for like six years. You're like, ooh, you're sweet, but you're too, 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 too intense. I got to put it down for like a decade. Maybe, maybe we'll get back down. And there's also like, uh, oh, there's those friends that like, oh man, they, they show up every once in a while. You never want to see them when they show up. Like, you know them, you're too familiar. They show up and you're like, this is, you're almost ashamed that you know each other. You know people that you're like, oh man, like this is, yeah, this is who's, come on over here, buddy. Like, they'll show up every once in a while, but then you realize, oh, they're really not that bad. You learn to deal with them. You learn to live with them. I call them herpes friends. Like, they're definitely herpes friends, which statistically, most of us are likely to have those friends in our lifetime. The probability. out of, In this room, I think, like, definitely 80% of us will have herpes friends at some point in our life. You'll get them later. Definitely. All right, thank you. Is that a one? Just for All right, cool, right on. So like, uh, uh, growing up in, I grew up in this uh, really conservative part of Texas uh, called Texas. And um, uh, like it was really, it was really confusing. Like I played high school football in Texas and I would get these like really big motivational speeches from the coaches, but they'd be like super mean to the other team. They'd be like, hey, let's go out there. We're going to fucking kick the shit out of these people. We're going to skull fuck them until their brains fall out of their ears. We're going to kick them back, kick them down. And then they'd be like, all right, hold hands. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> it's like, I'm in the back. I'm like, excuse me, I have a question here. Uh, What's, you just told me to go out and pretty much essentially kill another team, but we were going to pray to God about that? I always found that really, really confusing. Like, the, the one thing I did learn, actually I learned, actually I think the main thing I learned from, from playing football was probably that not all learning is good. Uh, but I did learn some really good, like, southern euphemisms. Like, I'd have a, I'd had this one coach who'd be like, oh man, it's hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock. And I'd be like... I'm 12 years old. Why are you telling me that right now? Fuck off. All right, thanks, guys. Evan. So what? Now I stand. Uh, now I Evan. stand up here, and you guys tell me what you thought. Yes, That's Evan, good. you stay up there. That was very funny. Thanks. Uh, I only have like two quick tags. Uh, one, when you were talking about the herpes, I thought it would be very easy for you to say um, those friends uh, on your face. Like, cause you were talking about herpes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on their face and then like, but those friends, I mean, you were metaphorically talking about yeah, your yeah. friends, but you could say like having those friends on your face and then it's double entendre about like 
having them and then also getting her all at the same time because that all happens. And then um, on that God kills stuff, that totally works with Christianity. If you're an Old Testament preacher, bitch, like God totally murders in the Old Testament. Like he rains fire and damnation on <laughs> yeah, Sodom yeah, and Gomorrah. It's the other way around. So like, like, like God, God is a comedian. He, that guy, the motherfucker kills. He fucking <laughs> kills. He murders. He slays. He's Have got you read angels. the Old Testament? He doesn't do it himself. He gets the angels to do it so he doesn't right, yeah, have yeah, any. Yeah, yeah. But like it totally makes sense. I thought your stuff was very funny though. I really enjoyed your okay, stuff. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yay. Thanks, man. Other people. Uh, Boris running up. Oh. I thought it was it was fun. Had a really good flow. Um, I enjoyed like the pace and the personality. The one thing that stuck out to me is like I can eat cheesecake till I go blind every day. <laughs> there are those people. I don't know who. I, I don't know if anyone <laughs> empathized with that joke. Like when I when I heard yeah. you say that like I because I know that friend mm-hmm. but that's not cheesecake yeah I, that's not cheesecake no. maybe there's something better cheesecake. than cheesecake my cheesecake friends are the ones who like please sleep over I can't get okay alright I know I agree with you cheesecake is too much I completely agree I have two yeah. bites and I'm like fuck it I it's can't like, even oh, what I am I supposed to do with this shit year. Year. I don't even know it what am I supposed to be a small subset of the population who feel yeah cheesecake. There might be those, those, cheesecake, those cheesecake lovers might be the outliers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright possible there's only a couple of us yeah. Um, I was going to say, I feel like with the Sasquatch, uh, Sasquatch bit, you were kind of, I feel like you were kind of going in the direction of like, um, you're looking for friends and friend, good friends are harder to find than Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. So why are we looking for Sasquatch? Like why <laughs> right, yeah. are we looking for Sasquatch? You can't yeah, talk absolutely. to Sasquatch. So I feel like there could be something there, uh, going in that direction. Like why, um, like you're looking for good friends and those are harder to find than Bigfoot. Like, yeah. why are we looking for, for that? Bigfoot. I want to talk to someone. So I feel yeah. like you're kind of going in that direction. And then maybe could be a bit. Yeah, and then maybe bring it back to like the people who are looking for Sasquatch. What yeah. they really need is just a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> and they're settling for Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. or a razor, right. a good friend and a razor. Cool, 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 cool. Awesome. This was very productive. Thanks, guys. Everybody, put your hands together for Evan. Uh, this has been an exceedingly good joke workshop. Thank you, everybody, for participating and hanging out until the end. Uh, this is every Monday uh, here from 6 to 8, and we have a bunch of other wonderful things at Mutiny Radio. Check it out. Uh, give us money, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Mr. Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. 
Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll from some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. 
Space chicken sci fi comedy non political humor needs, go to Tim's Tesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday.